The Nashville Predators are out of the playoffs, and that's leaving fans with a lot of frustration and quite a bit of free time. On today's Locked on Predators, we are going to talk about three teams Nashville Predators fans may want to jump on the bandwagon with as the playoffs continue. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I am one of your hosts, Ann Kimmel. I am a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I am usually joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Nick Morgan. Nick is away on a much-needed vacation, but don't worry. We still have plenty to talk about here at Locked On Predators. You know, it is the off-season, but just because the Preds aren't on the ice doesn't mean that Locked On Predators doesn't have a lot that we want to cover with you this offseason. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do our player reviews and reports, including our one word to describe each player's season. We're going to take a look at some of the depth pieces that the Nashville Predators have brought in. Who needs to stay? Maybe who needs to go? We're going to talk about some off-season moves we think the Nashville Predators might be interested in making. And of course, the big thing all Nashville Predators fans will be doing, Philip Forsberg Watch. We are going to keep our ears out and eyes out for updates on Philip Forsberg's contract situation. Will we see him back next year or has Nashville seen the last of Philip Forsberg in a Predators uniform? It is almost too painful to think about. But today we still have playoff hockey going on. And we thought we would take a fun, quick look at some top contenders for the Stanley Cup. You know, we have the Nashville Predators out of it, but you may still want to pick a team and root for them. So we are going to talk about three teams that we think have a real shot at winning the Stanley Cup and why you may want to root for them as the playoffs continue. We talked with some of our Locked On podcast counterparts to get their inside scoop, and we're going to share those interviews with you today. Of course, the first team that we're going to talk about that you may want to root for as the playoffs continue is a little bit of a tough one. Like, I might choke when I say it, but the truth is you may want to root for the Colorado Avalanche. You know, the Predators went 3-1 and one in the regular season against Colorado. Nick and I really kind of felt like the Predators may be able to challenge a really stacked Avalanche team in the playoffs. I think we all know how that went. The Predators really peaked at the wrong time this season and sort of limped through April. It was a tough April schedule in their defense, but they really limped through April and were swept in four games against the Avalanche. All of that came because the Predators dropped a 4-0 lead against the Arizona Coyotes. This might have been a much different postseason, or at least a more interesting, perhaps longer postseason, if the Predators had been able to finish that Arizona game and face off against a different team. But they drew the short straw against the Colorado Avalanche. This is a fast 
relentless team as we all saw and this is a team that is built for a cup run for sure if you look at that playoff series against the predators and i think we probably all have it still burned in our brain and not in the fun way you know you look at some of the standouts for Colorado. You have Nathan McKinnon, who had at least one goal in each of the four games. Kale McCarr finished the series with 10 points. You had solid goaltending in this game. This is a team that is just built to contend. And that's exactly what they did in the first round. They really made it look easy against the Predators. And let's be fair, the Predators didn't set themselves up for success. UC Saros out with an injury. They also just couldn't address and clean up the penalty situation. And Colorado made them pay. Going into the playoffs, Colorado was a little bit shaky in their um, power play. They had sort of fallen off a little bit. Well, Nashville gave them plenty of chances to practice and it hurt them in the end. So really, the Colorado Avalanche, they've kind of been a favorite. The league has sort of looked at them even in the preseason as this is a team that we're going to see in the postseason, and this is a team that may be able to go far. So why would Nashville Predators fans want to root for Colorado Avalanche? You know, it was it was a... I'm trying to think of what the nice word is. It was a heated at times online snark fest between Avs fans and Predators fans. And Avs, fan, or Avs fans are not always maybe the most gracious winners, but I imagine Nashville Predators fans, you know, we were probably all pretty frustrated as well. So why would we want to maybe even jump on the bandwagon with the Colorado Avalanche? Well, here's reason number one. If you are going to get swept in the playoffs, the only way to make it remotely palatable is if you are swept by Stanley Cup champions. You know, you look at this Colorado Avalanche team, if they burn through the second and third rounds with, you know, a fraction of what they showed the Nashville Predators, there's a decent chance we're going to see them in the finals. And if they take it all the way to the Stanley Cup finals, if this is the year that they win the Stanley Cup, in theory, that might take a little bit of the sting out of what has been a really painful, whimpering end to a surprising regular season for Preds fans. You know, it may give us something to hang our hats on. Like, hey, if you're going to get beat, at least get beat by the champions. I know it's a stretch, but it's, you know, it's true. The other, um, another reason I think maybe Colorado might appeal to Preds fans is that the alternatives are maybe not great. You know, at the time of this recording, St. Louis and Minnesota are in their playoff series. St. Louis is up three to two. Um, but really, when you look at it, neither of those teams appeal to me and appeal to my sensibilities to root for over the Colorado Avalanche. You know, yes, Minnesota does have some former Preds. They're like the Nashville Predators 2.0. People go there and just explode. And you're talking about Kevin Fiala. We have, you know, they have Ryan Hartman that we are very familiar with. And they're both having great seasons. 
But it feels a little bit like going back to that narcissistic boyfriend that, you know, once you're in a breakup, you look back and you kind of remember things fondly when maybe that wasn't exactly how they were. Kind of going back to Minnesota and rooting for the wild. I don't know. It sort of has that ex-boyfriend feel to it for me. I'm also uh, still bitter because they put Rem Pitlick on waivers and, you know, them's fighting words as far as I'm concerned. So Minnesota, it's a little hard to leap on to that one. St. Louis, you know, St. Louis was really good when they played uh, the Predators in the regular season. This was a team that I thought may may surprise a lot of people, may contend in the Western Conference more than people think. I'm not sure that they have been as stellar in the postseason. Um, Minnesota's handed them, you know, some challenges for sure. And I'm not sure if they have what it would take to beat Colorado in this next round. Plus, St. Louis has Robert Bortuzzo, who is still on their roster. And if you remember in, I think it was 2019, he was suspended four games for breaking Victor Arvidsson with just a ridiculous net front cross check. And, you know, I carry him and a little bit the blues in my invisible backpack of hockey grudges over that. So, you know, Minnesota, St. Louis, I'm not sure those are more viable teams to root for for me over Colorado. And honestly, the other reason that I think you might want to root for Colorado is like, this is their shot. This is their year. This is a team that is all in. When Nick and I did our crossover before the playoffs started with our friends, Kyle Sullivan and Chris Maselli at Locked on Avalanche, you know, they were very clear, like, this is the shot for Colorado. The list of unrestricted free agents on that roster is miles long. Andre Burakovsky, Nazim Kadri, Darcy Kemper, Josh Manson, Andrew Cagliano. I mean, it just goes on and on. And no matter what they do, they're not going to be able to recreate this team in Colorado again next season with as many unrestricted free agents as they have. And you know, finance side of things. So this is their shot. If ever Colorado was built for a cup run, this is their year to do it. So it might be worth going all in with Colorado if you can stomach it. Well, why would you not root for the Avs? Let's face it. This is not this is not a feel-good underdog story. Colorado is not in any way an underdog. They've been a presumptive cup contender all season long. Uh, they've been considered kind of the Western Conference's best option from the preseason on. So, you know, there's no romantic underdog Rudy story here with the Colorado Avalanche. You know, this is a juggernaut powerhouse team built for this moment. If you're into that, great. But if you like a good underdog story, you're not going to really pull for the abs. And the other reason not to pull for the abs is maybe you're just petty AF. And there is no judgment here if you're like, nah, still can't palate them. They're still not going to work for me. I understand that. You know, if you want to keep up on the Avalanche's journey through the postseason, you definitely need to follow Chris and Kyle at Locked on Avalanche. Uh, you can follow their podcast on Twitter at L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. You can find their podcast anywhere you find Locked on Predators there on YouTube as well. So definitely give them a listen. If the Avs are a team that you're interested in watching kind of make their way through this season, 
And, you know, we'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, we are going to, though, give you some other options if the abs just aren't going to cut it for you. I talked with hosts of two other Locked On shows, one from the Eastern Conference and one team from the Western Conference who I think could give the abs a run for their money in the conference finals. We have that coming up in just a minute. But first, want to let you know that this episode's brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. You know, summer is right around the corner, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on your family adventures and vacations. You can throw them in your bags, in the backpack, have a couple in the car if you're taking a car trip. Make sure everyone has a bar so that everybody stays fueled for your summer adventure. Built Bars are healthy and delicious. There is no more sacrificing food for health. With Built Bar, you get both. And it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and place your order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy, but you feel like you're having a treat and not just some health food that doesn't taste great. They have great flavors with their Built Bar Puffs. It's a protein-infused marshmallow. They have a cinnamon churro, which is a favorite here. They have banana cream pie. And if you want to try some other flavors, you need to go to their website and order the Mixed Box. The Mixed Box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. And I will tell you, we're a Mixed Box family and we've yet to have a flavor we don't love. Built Bar makes sure that there is something for everyone. And again, healthy option. Most Built Bars have 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, but they are packed with 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar and you're going to take a Built Bar and stay fueled for all of your summer fun. Go to Built.com now to get your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry double chocolate, mint brownie, cherry barcia, my favorite. But look, they're all delicious. They have new flavors coming out all the time. So check back in at Built.com. When you go to Built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15 and you can get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15. Locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. So the team that most Nashville Predators fans anticipated meeting up with in the postseason, you know, towards the end of the season, as it became obvious the Preds had a real chance to make a playoff, uh, were the Calgary Flames. And a lot of interesting hockey played between the Flames and the Predators. Again, the Predators kind of choked in that Arizona final game of the season where with a win or a tie could have been facing the Calgary Flames in the postseason. Instead, they blew a 4-0 lead and faced off against the Avs. We know how that went. We don't have to revisit that. But the Calgary Flames, this is a really interesting team in the West. It's one that I don't think most people had on their radar. Um, and so I invited Jess Belmosto. She is the host of Locked on Flames to join me and talk about Calgary's first round series against the Dallas Stars and why Nashville Predators fans may want to jump on the Flames bandwagon. So I am joined now by my Locked on Flames counterpart and good friend Jess Belmosto. She is going to talk to us about why 
Nashville Predators fans may want to root for the Calgary Flames in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So Jess, you're still busy. You're still working. We over here at Locked On Predators, we're just chilling now. How's the season and postseason going? Um, good. I think that the expectation for, uh, you know, this, the regular season was, um, hit out of the ballpark. Nobody expected this team to truly be a Stanley cup favorite Mm -hmm. or even win the division. So, um, who doesn't love a good underdog story, uh, honestly. So, Very true. That is an excellent selling point. So we talked about the beginning of the season, expectations not off the charts for the Calgary Flames. What were some of the things that happened during the season that you think got the Flames into a position where they're a legit contender? Yeah, I think that um, moving Goudreau up to the top line and separating him from Sean Monaghan and the revolving right wing of the second line really helped this team reached their full potential and pushed their offense to a whole new level. And the solution was there the entire time. Yep. It's so funny how it just takes one or two decisions and it can flip something. Talk to me real quick about goaltending. We have something in common now about (laughs) goaltending for our teams, both Vesna finalists. So talk a little bit about Markstrom and what his season's been like. Yeah, Jacob Markstrom has been absolutely phenomenal this season. I think uh, he just makes it look so easy that it's like, oh, anybody should be able to do that. But no, that's why he's nominated for a Vesna and has or led the league in shutouts through the regular season. And he has just put on such uh, a great performance regular season and through the playoffs. And if you like UC Soros, then you will love Jacob Markstrom because he they have very similar mechanics. Yep. And we do love UC Soros. We, of course, did not have him for the playoffs. Not sure how much different that would have made. So the Nashville Predators could have been facing the Calgary Flames in the playoffs had they not pooped the bed against the Arizona Coyotes in their last game. How is the series with the Dallas Stars, and how do you feel like the Flames are matching up against them? I hate playing the Stars, uh, mainly because I think that they're like a secretly dirty team that just, um, they're just not good for my blood pressure. (laughs) Whenever. (laughs) Preach it. Yeah, I just, I think that, it would have been a lot more fun to play the Predators. And, of course, I'm not just saying that because right. I'm on your show, but uh, I was really looking forward to it uh, once it was – after that one game that they had where Lucic, like, threw Matt Duchesne and oh, yeah. all that stuff, I was so excited. I was like, let's go. This is going to be such a great series. Um, I think it wouldn't have been as physical of a series – in terms of penalties and whatnot, but I think that um, it kind of would have been a goaltending clinic for Jacob Markstrom. It would have been amazing had we had Soros and Markstrom in that. And I think everybody in the NHL really wanted to see that matchup. So I just apologize on behalf of the Predators for, (laughs) there's a number of reasons why we hate it went the way it did. Obviously, you know, we were swept and we're out. So what is it about the Flames that make you think that they are a legit contender for the Cup? 
I'm going to be really cliche here and sound like a hockey man, but um, it's their grit. It's the resilience. It's their ability to just kind of move on, you know, one game at a time. You put the loss behind you. You get back on your horse and you you take the next one. I think that um, obviously they're a fun group. They're a lot. Uh, there's a lot of chemistry there between the whole organization, not even just the players on the ice, but uh, it's re they're really special. And that level of communication and chemistry has been really nice to watch. Yeah. Was this a surprise to you this season? You know, just as yeah. somebody who has followed this team, who has seen them through some ups and some downs, <laughs> this was kind of a surprise season for you as well? Oh, it was a huge surprise for me, mainly because – uh, I had high expectations for them last year mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, like we're going to manage those expectations this year. <laughs> and just kind of, you know, okay. Like they could be a wild card team or, you know, it could be, uh, you know, Vegas and then the Oilers and maybe the flames in the standings. But uh, obviously we know Vegas crapped the bed, which yep. you know, everyone wins in that case. But <laughs> I think that, it was just the expectations were exceeded and it wasn't in like an unrealistic way either. That was like the momentum and it wasn't sustainable. A lot of right. people did worry about it being uh, unsustainable, but it. Oh, Clearly it's working. Yeah. So what are some of some weaknesses or maybe concerns as you look at them going deeper in the playoffs? Are there anything that you think um, they need to pay extra attention to if they're really going to make a deep run? Absolutely. I think that uh, it could just be this series because of how everything started within like the first 20 minutes. Uh, Rasmus Anderson and John Klingberg are getting bounce from the game so it's kind of been like a little like back and forth like revenge sort of thing mm -hmm. uh, but I think their penalties I think that that really needs to be reined in I think it's um just something that's going to cost them a game or two or maybe even a series if they can't get it under control learn from the Nashville Predators Calgary Flames, like learn from our mistakes. You will be sitting on the outside looking in if you don't take care of penalties. Ask me how I know. <laughs> All right, no, so who, it's the truth. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, the Nashville Predators had a good year with special teams, but at some point there is always a team that is going to make you pay. And yeah. we ran into ours right off the bat and – here we are eating popcorn, talking about why we need to become fans of the Calgary Flames. So learn from us. <laughs> so who are some players on the roster that you think Nashville Predators fans should keep an eye on? I would say, I mean, obviously, Jacob Markstrom, if you love goaltending. Sure. Uh, sure. Johnny Gaudreau, he is my favorite player favorite player in the league right now, honestly. Yeah. Um, just, he's such a small, he's like five, nine. He has this offensive ability to just, you know, he led the, or he was second in the league in points and just, he's had this nice like little underdog story and I love a good underdog. And when I look at the predators, I think of them as underdogs too, because yeah. You know, non-traditional hockey market, um, all these people who are just like, oh, well, it's, it's Nashville. They're not a hockey city. Yes, they are. They yes. are. Um, yeah. 
I, oh God, I'm trying to think. Uh, Noah Hannafin. He is a fantastic defenseman. Absolutely love him. Um, I just, all the defensemen really are, yeah, I would say all the defensemen. I think they all bring such a nice uh, touch to the game and get the job done. Yeah. Now, I would be remiss if I talked to you from the Calgary Flames and did not ask on behalf of the hearts of all Nashville Predators fans, how is Callie Yarncrook? He's good. He's so great. I will tell you, it was a heartbreaking day when he went to Seattle and we saw him go to Calgary. And I and I think you have a lot going in your favor because Nashville Predators fans may jump on this Flames bandwagon strictly because we love Callie. So how is he doing? How has his transition been to the team? What yeah. are you seeing from him? Um, unfortunately, he's kind of been a little snake bitten. He hadn't yeah. had uh a point he didn't have a point through the end of the regular season after the deadline but he has had some really great uh moments during the playoffs whether it be uh playmaking and cycling the puck or if it's uh you know him getting shots on goal and uh, there was one over the weekend I had, he shot the puck no it was monday night and mm-hmm. he shot the puck and i was like this is it this is it and it was just wide and I was like oh come on so I think what he needs is some uh some more love from the Nashville fans okay well look that is something we have never run low on it was so hard to see him in a different uniform um he was a hard loss for the Nashville Predators so take very good care of our Cali Yarncrook for us oh we will he's with his cousin and with his this little Swedish mafia that they have a little going on. So <laughs> I love it. In, he's in good hands. All right. So final pitch. Tell us why Nashville Predators fans need to become Calgary Flames fans. Um, again, I think the whole underdog aspect is uh, a great reason to root for them. And they're just fun to watch. Like, I think, you know, obviously goaltending's there. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you have Yarn Croak. Who doesn't who doesn't love Callie? That may honestly be all that we need <laughs> to swing to the Calgary Flames, even though our teams had some really heated physical games yeah. during the season. Kelly Yarncroak may be your ticket into some extra bandwagon fans. So That's take perfect. good care of him. Come to me. <laughs> we would love to have you. Jess, thank you for coming on. Tell Nashville Predators fans, where can we find the Locked on Flames podcast and where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find uh, Locked on Flames wherever you listen to Locked on Predators on YouTube as well. And uh, you can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Flames pod. And then you can find me on Twitter to uh, obviously tell me that and in a little crossover here, got you to punch your ticket to Calgary uh, on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Awesome. All right, Nashville Predators fans, if you have been swayed, go find Jess on Twitter. Tell her you're jumping on the bandwagon and make it count. We've got Callie Yarncroak. So I think Jess has made a fair argument. We'll we'll see how this goes. Jess, thank you for joining us. Best of luck in the playoffs with the Flames and we'll be watching to see what happens. Yes. Good luck with everything, <laughs> like with Philip Forsberg. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're hoping. We're hoping. Thanks, Jess. Of course. Thank you.
So Jess makes a solid case for why Preds fans may want to jump on the Flames bandwagon and see Calgary mixing it up in the Stanley Cup finals. But coming up, I'm going to talk to a locked on host from the Eastern Conference who I think has a chance to see his team go all the way. But first, want to let you know that this episode's brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So if you are looking for a solid bet for a Stanley Cup final team, you usually wouldn't go with the team that won the President's Trophy. Since 1985-86, that season, only eight President Trophy winning teams have gone on to hoist the Stanley Cup. But I think this year we may have an exception. I talked with Armando Velez, who is the host of Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, about the Panthers season, their chances in the postseason, and why Preds fans might want to jump on board. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. You will probably want to make Locked On Florida Panthers your second listen. You will get all the information you need from our next guest, Armando Velez. You are still in the playoffs with those Florida Panthers. Nashville Predators, we need something to do. So talk to us a little bit about the Panthers. What were the expectations for your team as you sort of started the season, where did you think they would be? I thought they would be somewhere towards the top of the division, maybe winning, winning it. Uh, and it proved, it proved to be that where, where their expectations were from the front office. I mean, I think about the night of the, the NHL entry draft, uh, the past midnight, Pierre Lebrun tweets out that the Florida Panthers have traded for Sam Reinhardt, giving up a, 2022 first round pick and a goalie prospect in Devin Levi. And that was just one of the moves that the Florida Panthers made uh, throughout this, this whole season. And Reinhardt has definitely been a contribution leads the team in power play goals. And he had that game time goal in game four against the Washington Capitals and adding Ben Sherratt and Claude Drew, giving up two more first round yes. picks for that. It's definitely helped the Florida Panthers get to the top of the division and now the president's trophy is the best uh as the best regular season team in 2022. Yeah, it's been a big year for Florida and I would agree with you. I think everybody really had this team on their radar going into it. So, give us some of the high points of the season for the Florida Panthers. What do you think was uh contributing to their success all during the regular season to lead up to a president's cup? Mm -hmm. A lot of high points in the season was when uh, they would go a few straight games of scoring like five plus goals. There was a time in in January against Dallas and Columbus where they scored seven and then nine the very next day. And also with their 13 game uh, winning streak, which is a franchise record that was just broken right before the regular season ended. And that that was the that at the time 
for the 13 game winning streak that really propelled them to winning the division and the president's trophy. And that the difference between that and the most recent record of their winning streak was that the Florida Panthers needed were not even in the division lead in 2016 when they went on their 12 game winning streak that still mm-hmm. led them to the division title at the time, but it didn't, it, it didn't like take them over the top and there, there weren't, a big Stanley cup favorite at the time in 2016 with of course, Barkov and Huberto and Ekblad were still there. They had Yarmir Yager in the mix, but this time around they have just a flurry of talent and just as far as on paper, this is the best roster in Florida Panthers history, even better, mm-hmm. even better on paper than the team that made it all the way to the cup final in 1996. Yep. So you're facing off against the Washington capitals in round one. How is that series going? What are you seeing from the Florida Panthers that you are liking? The, the Florida Panthers are very lucky that this series is tied at two because they haven't played their best in this series. I mean, mm-hmm. Even in their losses, they've had leads in both of their games. They blow a 2-1 lead in the third period, which is in the regular season, they went 39-0-1 when they had a lead after the second period. And their mm-hmm. only loss was a shootout loss against the Los Angeles Kings on the road. And then they will go 0-1 already in the playoffs. So it just goes to show mm-hmm. that the playoffs are a completely different story than yes. in the regular season. And they were able to have a little bit of an explosion in game two, never, never losing their lead in game two, game three, they have a lead and then they let six unanswered without, without have, without any type of response and the wheels fell off. But then game four, they were down, they played some of their best game, but they, the goals were just not going through and they they were able to get one within the last two minutes with Sam Reinhardt. Like I said earlier, getting that t- game time goal and then Carver Hagee having a, a two goal game, in in game four and carver hagee's been great in this whole series he's he had a little bit he was a little bit quiet towards the end of the regular season but he's been definitely a big factor as far as uh things for the florida panthers that could be better uh Mm -hmm. they're 0 for 13 on the power play through four games and they're still somehow tied in this series 2-2 the everyone's expecting for the floodgates to open at some time and also with alexander barkov he only has one goal in 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 four games for the florida panthers and he hasn't uh had a little bit of an explosion either and anthony duclair has struggled as well um didn't get his first shot on goal until game four so he his time his time on ice was a little bit reduced but the washington capitals have been able to clog up the neutral zone and take away some of the florida speed that have helped them on transition throughout the regular season so they've taken away the transition game and the mm-hmm. Florida Panthers have had to play more dump and chase through, um, throughout throughout this series, and don't don't know what to expect from Game Five. But after that Game Four win and having home ice back for Game Five, the the Panthers it, the the vibes seem very uh, very good right now, or as Mackenzie Weger says, immaculate. <laughs> Listen, Nashville Predators fans can relate to a player not getting hot in the playoffs. We went through that in our four short postseason games, waiting for Philip Forsberg, who finally chipped in a goal in the game four, but we still ended up swept. So we are here looking for the next team that we're going to root for. We're going to bandwagon. Tell me, why should Nashville Predators fans jump on the Florida Panthers bandwagon? You like an underdog story, right? Oh yeah. I mean, even though the Florida Panthers are favorites in the in the series, historically they've been underdogs, and this has been a team that has been, you know, let let's uh, let's not kid ourselves. It's a small market of Sunrise, Florida, 
it's not a traditional market and Nashville, just like Nashville, it's not a traditional market neither. So non-traditional market cheering on another non-traditional market when it comes to the sport. And this is a franchise that has never won a Stanley Cup um, ever. Only made one appearance in their third uh, season in 1996. Haven't won a playoff series since them and the Toronto Maple Leafs are the only franchises that haven't won a playoff series since the 0405 lockout. So the the Panthers, they if they get that one series playoff series win out of the way, that'll I think that'll give them create a lot of momentum going into further rounds and hopefully get them to the Stanley Cup final. And Claude Drew is still looking for his first Stanley Cup. He made it in 2010, falling short of the of the cup against the Chicago Blackhawks. Ben Sherratt was just in it. Uh, last season with the Montreal Canadiens, Joe Thornton, who hasn't played yet in this series, but I'm expecting to see him sometime throughout the playoffs. Uh, he made it with San Jose and losing against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And and the and some of the guys who have been there, I mean, former Nashville Predator draft pick Patrick Hornquist, the very last pick in his draft class, a two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Carter Hagee, like I said earlier, he's had a great series. He played a minimal role with the Tampa Bay Lightning when they won their cup. And he didn't qualify him an offer. And they say one man's trash is another team's treasure. And the Florida Panthers took advantage of that treasure, signed him to a two-year, $2 million deal. And then right before this season started, they signed him to a three-year extension. So he's making $1 million this year, but his the new, his, the new deal kicks in next season, making 4.4. And he, the, a lot of the, the team, a lot of this team that's here besides the, it, a lot of the team is here for multiple years and yeah. outside of outside of Alexander Barkov, Aaron Ekblad and Sergei Bobrovsky, nobody is locked up on this team for more than five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's still a contract to discuss with Jonathan Huberto. Hopefully that gets done this off season, but a lot of the core is a lot of the core is long-term and some of the complementary pieces are here for three or four years. So this is a group that, Sure, the expectation is to win this year, mm-hmm. but they are positioned to win for multiple years. That's a great place to be. And I know with the Colorado Avalanche, when we did our crossover with them, they were talking about like, this is kind of crunch time for them. So it's got to be kind of nice for the Panthers to feel like our window is a little wider than just this season, but really just get it done this season if you want to. Yep. You know, we don't mind. So talk about Claude Giroux. How big was that move for the Panthers? I know it killed the Flyers fans, but how big of a difference has he made for the Panthers? He's been a big difference for this Florida Panthers team. And whenever him and Barkov are on the ice together, uh, Barkov is a left-handed shot. Giroux is a right-handed shot. So it makes such a big difference when it comes to faceoffs, depending on what side of the ice it's on. Mm-hmm. And you have... You have both, if it's on one side of the ice, you'll have Drew taking it. If it's on the other side of the ice, you'll have Barkoff taking it. And if they get any of them get kicked out of the circle, one can just come come in and, and take the take the draw. So that's a big part of that uh, for Claude Drew. And of course, he's part of power play one for the Panthers, yep. which uh, with Aaron Ekblad's injury uh, throughout the end of the regular season, he they went with a five forward power play of Barkoff, Huberdeau, Giroux, Sam Reinhardt, and Anthony Duclair. And that ha- that unit has improved uh, towards the end of the season, getting them all the way into the top five in power play percentage when at one point in December, they were as low as 24th in the league and on the power play. So they've improved in that ca- in that category all throughout the year. And Claude Drew has definitely been 
a help. He's been more of a distributor though uh, for the Panthers. Right. But hey, when he scores, it's a it's usually big and it's a and it's a one that creates a, a, something uh, different for the Panthers and changes uh, momentum. I mean, just uh, just on game two, he scores a quick one w- within a minute of the second period to really break the game open for the Panthers in game two. So if Nashville Predators fans are tuning in, they're ready to cheer for the Florida Panthers. Who is the player you think we need to keep our eye on the most in this series and going forward in the playoffs? It has to be the point, the all-time point leader in Florida Panthers history, Jonathan Huberto. Uh, He's Mm. definitely, he's definitely come up big uh, all, all season and definitely is the ultimate playmaker when it comes to the Panthers. He's definitely has such great ice vision that he sets up his teammates well. And of course, honorary mention Alexander Barkov. Yes. Again, he's had a quiet series, but whenever, whenever he Whenever he get, explodes, it's a big explosion mm-hmm. for Alexander Barkov. But Jonathan Huberdeau has just been consistent all throughout the season, and and definitely one who just find makes it makes everyone around them better. So Jonathan Huberdeau is the guy, is the go to guy. All right. So if Nashville Predators fans are jumping on the Florida Panthers bandwagon, tell them where they can find your podcast and where they can find you online. They can follow me on Twitter at Mondoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And they can follow the show on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, anywhere. All right. So you've made a really good case. We're going to see how this shifts out, how Nashville Predators fans lean. Best of luck in your series. And, you know, we may see your team hoisting the cup soon. Let's hope so. All right. Thanks so much. So there you have it, friends. Some pretty good arguments for why you might want to jump on the bandwagon with some other top teams who may contend for the Stanley Cup. Let's see who you have. Are you going to go with the Avs, the Flames? Are you going to go with Florida or, you know, who are you going to pick? Let us know at Locked on Predators. We'd love to hear who you're rooting for to win the Stanley Cup since the Preds are out of it. Thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day. Coming up, we have a look at the Preds prospect pool. How did the seasons go for those baby Preds? Where are they at now? And we'll take a look at the Milwaukee Admirals. And we're going to have a stats day. Nick and I have kind of talked about our feelings when it comes to this Nashville Predators season and postseason. We're going to have guest Brian Bastin on to talk numbers and stats. We're going to analyze this season with him coming up next week on Locked on Predators. Again, thanks for making us your first listen of the day. You can follow me, Ann Kimmel, at onthefourcheck.com. You can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. Find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And we are on YouTube. If you check out our YouTube video, let us know in the comments what team are you pulling for for the Stanley Cup and why. We'd love to hear what you have to think. Hope you guys have a great day and a great weekend. We'll see you Monday.